everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, F.P. Santangelo Jr. Not sure where Vern and Russell are. Maybe they are still enjoying their Christmas vacation. That could be. Oh, and it sounds like Russell is just coming in now. Uh, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Uh, trivia theme is uh, miscellaneous trivia. That's what I've got here. Uh, in the next segment, we're going to introduce a special guest, Kevin Bryant, who's an author, primarily to discuss spying in the NFL. Uh, he's uh, written a book about it, and uh, we'll talk about some other kind of uh, spying in other sports, not just uh, the NFL. I know FP wants to ask about uh, uh, baseball specifically, so that'll be kind of neat. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I wanted to get your take on uh, the New York Mets uh, owner spending a spree of $385 million payroll plus $111 million luxury tax. Holy smokes. I mean, yeah, that kind of money to throw around, you know, it's, just, it's crazy on that. And that whole Carlos Correa thing will be very interesting to see uh, how that all pans out because didn't, he's got some injuries, doesn't he? FP? Yeah, he's got a plate in his ankle. That's what's holding up everything. So. And no, what? Nobody knew about it? They hidden. did, but they, they're hiding some information about that. And we'll talk about the flow of information later. Yeah, that'll, that'll be very, very interesting. Okay. And then maybe if we have some time, we'll get into the year in sports. This is our last show for uh, the year 2022. All right. This uh, segment of Sports Econ 101 sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding 7% or more, all the way up to 9% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than them. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. By the way, they've been in business since uh, 2008 and no clients ever lost money. So even though they were doing loans in 2008, 9, 10, 11, when the market was dropping uh, in real estate, still nobody lost money. Check them out, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with our guest, Kevin Bryant. Don't touch that dial. You've found the house of your dreams, but your personal banker is telling you he cannot offer a loan until your current home is sold. The real estate market is highly competitive, and you don't want to lose the opportunity. What now? This scenario is all too familiar. 
especially in today's fast-moving real estate market. No worries, I've got great news. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money. As a private lender, we are able to offer loans up to 100% of the purchase price on that dream home with fast, easy, and affordable financing, allowing you to compete on the same level as cash buyers. Pacific Private Money allows you the flexibility to move on your terms, not your bankers. Give us a call and let us show you how Pacific Private Money can help make buying your next home easier than you ever thought possible. 415-926-4444 or find us online at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Do your current investments have you on pins and needles? Let's talk about an opportunity to earn 6 to 10% on investment through real estate secured debt. I'm Mark Honf, CEO at Pacific Private Money. For over a decade, our clients have been earning at above market yields secured by California real estate. Here's what our investor Carolyn had to say about investing with Pacific Private Money. I've been a highly satisfied investor with Pacific Private Money since 2014. I'm impressed with their competence, integrity, and transparency. Even through recent uncertain times, it was comforting to hold an investment that didn't keep me up at night while offering a reliable return. In seven years, I've never regretted investing with Pacific Private Money. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings and retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. And then now I'm going to introduce our special guest, Kevin Bryant, uh, who's an author. Uh, he's going to primarily discuss spying in the NFL. But uh, Kevin, welcome to Sports Econ 101. Hey, Edward. Thanks so much for having me on. Greatly appreciated. Absolutely. So give us a little bit about your background and then what inspired you to write this book. Yeah, so I've got over 20 years of experience collecting and protecting information for the Department of Defense, as well as a master's degree in intelligence studies and sports management. So, you know, it was just after Spygate and um, Spygate was the first thing that really got me interested into, you know, how much how much spying goes on in the NFL. Hmm. Now I'm a Broncos fan myself. And when Josh McDaniels became the head coach of the Broncos, he brought with him a videographer. And that videographer ended up 
taping a walkthrough practice of the 49ers. And, you know, he ended up getting caught and the whole team, uh, McDaniels, the videographer, the Broncos all got in trouble. So at that point I was like, man, well, how much of this stuff really goes on in the NFL? So I started researching it myself, looking into this and just checking out on the internet what's available. The bottom line is there's a lot, but it's scattered everywhere, right? Yeah. And so I said, you know what? I kind of, after a few months of searching, I found me in the end of the internet on that topic. I said, I'm going to read some books on this. So I went on Amazon, tried to find something, nothing. One book about Spygate and that's it. And huh. I said, you know what? I said, I've been wanting to write a book for a long time. This fits within my wheelhouse, my wheelhouse, my, you know, my personal experience, um, as well as my degrees. And so I spent the next seven years researching and writing, uh, you know, this book of mine, Spies on the Sidelines. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, you had a, a couple of questions for us to ask you. One of them is, do you have a passage from the book you can read that summarizes what the book is all about? Oh, yeah, that I do. That yeah. I do. So, thick book. <laughs> yeah, this is just kind of to show that, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people will be surprised just how much that the NFL resembles the international world of espionage. <laughs> so here we go. While the phrase three-letter agency is a euphemism for American spook organizations, such as the CIA and the NSA, the NFL is a three-letter agency in its own right. Behind the game day action of the NFL is a world much like the cloak and dagger realm of American intelligence agencies. The NFL has its own history, filled with espionage-related stories that sound like something right out of the Cold War. Spies disguised as reporters, military officers, and priests, and even a dwarf playing the role of a baby being pushed in a stroller. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, so I'll go back to, so you had like, uh, like the sports chap, the, the uh, team chaplain being a spy? Um, so... <laughs> It wasn't necessarily the team chap. But I do have a story about a team chaplain spying, but uh, what we'll get there. So, wow. <laughs> all right. So here the to baby continue. face Finster from the Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, very, very cool. Um, um, so, hey, Kevin, I got a question for you. Yeah. So. With all your years of research on this and just kind of getting to know the NFL, would you say like a team would be at a disadvantage if they weren't trying to spy because it's so prevalent? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt, 100%. Now, so what I do for the book is I break it down into categories. So we've got, we've got you know, collection that all teams are engaged in using you know, various methodologies. We've, wow. got, we've got methods that are, I would say, controversial, but that most teams still use. And then we have methods that are just, they're, they're illicit, meaning they break NFL rules and bylaws and maybe even U.S. laws um, wow. that have still gone on and either been used or suspected of being used. So, um, so yeah, it goes, I go into all three. So absolutely all teams are involved in collect, collecting information on their opponents. You know, you know, this, I'm sorry for interrupting. This, this reminds me. So the original, The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds in, mm -hmm. in that movie, uh, there's a part in there where he asks caretaker for uh, x-rays of all the prison guards 
And he, he says, why? Because, well, I want to know which bones have been broken. And then that, then they go ahead and they, you know, do extra casts and stuff on their, on their arms and figure out which go, prison guards have had more weaknesses. So, I mean, boom, there you are. And that was 1974. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the areas that the NFL collects a lot of information about injuries, you know, for example. Yeah. So yeah. how do you, you know, how do you gather that? Well, a lot of it you collect through the media. Um, so you look for snippets in newspapers, on radio, um, on TV of, of someone, you know, tipping their hand saying a little bit too much about whether it's themselves or whether it's another player on their team or a coach, or even, you know, I've got examples in the book of how coaches have actually taken x-ray exams from hospitals saying, Hey, we don't want this here because we're worried that another team is going to manage to get their hands on this. And we don't want them to know that our quarterback or whoever is injured. And so teams are really, I mean, that's the reason that they, you know, one of the big reasons that they um, don't allow reporters in practices for, you know, maybe just for warmups and that's it. Sometimes not for weeks on end, especially during the playoff mm -hmm. runs, you know, and then there's, there's people out there trying to gather that information. And that could, that, that could take a variety of forms. You know, that could be people trying to spy on practices. That could be people literally doing surveillance on an individual to try to figure out, you know, follow a player around and try to figure out, is he injured? Is he walking around the supermarket with a limp? All that type of uh -huh. stuff, you know, is, is out there. So let me, actually, we got a couple of minute, quick minutes here. Um, FP, you wanted to talk about the Carlos Correa situation, and that kind of fits oh, in. Yeah, that's going to be a long one. So oh, okay, so that's okay. <laughs> I got one more question for you. So we think about the NFL and these teams and these organizations spying on each other, but have you ever thought about Las Vegas and these betting companies mm. spying on teams to make sure that their odds are correct? Because there's a lot of money in betting, and we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that go on every week. Do you think like uh, like Las Vegas and these better betting companies have spies as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's that's a subject I research pretty heavily. So the NFL has a um, a group in there. It's called NFL Security, and these are a bunch of former FBI agents for the most part. Wow. That um, number one, um, they take they tackle any big issues like that in betting. Um, and making sure that games are not fixed is probably their, their number one task. Mm -hmm. um, so the NFL has had some incidences in its past that have called into question the, uh, the integrity of some games if some players were compromised. And so, you know, anytime you get to that point, if fans feel that the game is compromised, that can cost them tens, hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions, right, in lost revenue. Because we've seen anytime that fans feel like, hey, you know, like uh, these players aren't respecting, you know, the national anthem or the flag or, you know, anything like that that can cause a bit of a controversy, controversy, controversy. There we go. You got it. it <laughs> wow, man. It, yeah, it can cause some problems. And, and, and betting is just, you know, one example of that. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break here, uh, talking just miscellaneous trivia. What is the only country to have played in every single soccer World Cup? 
There's only been one country that has played in every single soccer World Cup. I guess the other ones just didn't have a good, good enough team to make it. Call uh, or actually email edward at sportsecon101.com the answer to that question. We'll see if you're the first uh, email with the correct answer. Again, one more time. What is the only country to have played in every single soccer world cup all right stay with us sports econ 101 i'll be right back with our special guest kevin bryant don't touch that dial own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. RateGenius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, F.P. San Angelo Jr. and Russell Jackman here along with our special guest, Kevin Bryant. Quick question. What is the only country to have played in every single soccer World Cup? England. No. Really? They invented the sport. Come on. Yeah, I guess they, they had a team that didn't make it. Where, where, FP, where are you right now? Brazil. That makes sense. Yeah, yep. Brazil. Because the head of FIFA was, is Brazilian. He was for like the entire time the, the World Cup was a thing. So ah, the first okay. Very good. All right. Well, we have our special guest, uh, Kevin Bryant, who's uh, written a book on uh, spying in the NFL. I uh, did want to move over just for a minute, FP. You wanted to bring up the Carlos Correa situation. Yeah, so we've had this really weird situation going with Carlos Correa. Um, for those that don't know, don't follow baseball too much. He's a huge high-profile prospect that has a plate in his left ankle. The San Francisco Giants offered him and agreed on a $13 million, or excuse me, a 13-year, $350 million deal. Uh, then they did a physical right before the press conference. He got pulled away with his family all ready to go about an hour before the press conference is very, very messy engagement. And then he, 12 hours later, he agreed with the Mets and now he's got problems with the Mets with his physical. But I want to ask you, Kevin, this pertains really to all sports, not just baseball. The information flow has been crazy. And when we see hundreds of millions of dollars on the table between these teams and these players, there's a lot of wonky stuff going on. We see Scott Boris is one of the biggest agents right now, probably in professional sports send out little seedlings to reporters and then he's really controlling the information in the San Francisco Giants the, the baseball team and the New York Mets are kind of locked right now legally and can't say anything and Scott Boris is kind of having his way with the storyline in your research and in your intelligent background how much does the team control the information compared to the agent or is it vice versa yeah so it depends that's a really good question so I'll tell you, in, in college football in particular, a lot mm. of times you will get teams that are really they, – they will lock down that information flow. So, mm. you know, you're hiring typically someone who works within that university, often a student, and, man, that coach just passes whatever they want, and that is all that leaks to the media at times. Um, obviously, when you're getting into professional sports – um, and higher end NCAA teams, it's a lot tougher to control because you've got a lot bigger audience and a lot more reporters coming in trying to get the scoop. So it becomes problematic. Um, but having said that, man, you know, a lot of teams and coaches really rely on the same base group of reporters that they feel they can trust week in and week out to provide the spin, the story, the narrative that they want to be released and that they can trust to say, Hey, if I'm going to bring you in as an insider for this team, I don't want this type of information to be leaked, whether that's information that could be seen in practice tidbits that are shared that don't, that a coach doesn't want to go out to the, um, to the national media writ large. Absolutely. That goes on all the time, but there's also the other end where a reporter sometimes, even if they are brought in as trusted, just say, uh, you know what, this is too good of a story to, uh, to sit on and um, I'm going to leak it. And then they lose a the coach's trust, but you know, that might help them move up in the reporting world. That's very, very interesting. In, in my experience, funny enough, it's not so much the agent or the team that leaks the information. 
it's the players. The players talk a lot and mm-hmm. the players want to be heard. And believe it or not, a lot of these players didn't go to college and they didn't go to business school. They don't know how to guard secrets and the implications of that. So they talk a lot to family members. They talk a lot to, to media members. And that's when a lot of the secrets spill in my experience. When you have a leak like that, what's the best way to repair it? Yeah, once it's out, it's really, really tough, right? So you can try to create a narrative of, oh, this was potentially false information, even though it was legitimate. Um, try to make it get lost in the noise of other stories that are out there. But really what, what coaches want um, is for it to never come out in the first place. So, you know, for example, um, you know, coaches have put up, you know, they'll put up signs inside of the locker room about the importance of protecting information. I know one NFL coach who put up uh, a sign that was actually um, outside of the base where the Manhattan Project you know, mm-hmm. where they developed the first, you know, nuclear weapons was actually, yeah. um, you know, put up because, you know, they are so worried about information getting out. And I've got numerous stories in my book about how players leaking information has majorly impacted some games. And furthermore, how teams have used elicitation, you know, the art of getting people to open up and to talk about things without them really realizing what's even happening to ferret out those secrets. So, you know, that happens, it happens with the media, but it happens with other players and, um, and even fans as well, that you, you know, mentioned, fans you get all information. You mentioned the Manhattan Project, and if I remember correctly, wasn't it World War II? It's a loose lips sink ships. Uh-huh, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a very famous saying, and, um, it's every bit as applicable to sports teams as it is to the, you know, the military industrial complex. Well, it's very uh, interesting. Are, are all our owners complicit in all of this? Yes. So, um, I, so I'll give you two examples. Okay. So the first one is uh, after Spygate, you know, the Patriots get caught taping signals of, of other teams from the 2000 through the 2007 season. And so, you know, Robert Kraft comes out and apologizes to all the other owners in a meeting and says, hey, I'm so sorry that this stuff went on, practically breaks down in tears. And a week later, he's giving, um, you know, Bill Belichick a, a, an extension, a contract extension a year early before anything and making him, you know, just this ridiculous, paying him a ridiculous amount of money, which to everybody pretty much said, hey, um, you know, he may apologize in public, but behind closed doors, he wants to win championships and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Um, you know, another example of this was... Um, Deflategate was another one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, you know, there are stories of actually, um, you know, I've got a story in the book of one owner um, coming up to an assistant coach and saying, hey, we want you to go to spy on another team's practice. And the guy was really nervous about doing this. You know, it was before a championship game. And the owner said, you know what? If you get caught, I will find you employment. It may be outside of the NFL, but I will find you employment so you will have a job and you will be able to feed your family. And so, yes, owners absolutely get involved in this stuff. You know, this is just a big toy for them. And they, you know, for them, they want to do whatever it takes to make sure that, that their team outshines those of their buddies 
these fellow billionaires. And this yeah. is all just a big game for them. Yeah, wow. it's pretty it's pretty interesting. So we have the 2017 Astros cheating scandal that has to do with stealing stealing signs, right? Right. And then when the punishment came out for Major League Baseball, it was very, very, very small compared to the crime. It didn't fit the crime as per se, but it was a very small byline in the statement said the Astros uh, worked with Major League Baseball and also gave a list of other teams that were cheating as well. And I'm thinking, you know, just connecting logic here, that there were so many other teams cheating in a similar fashion that that's the reason why the punishment fit the crime. So they didn't want to expose and, and basically to go nuclear per se and find out that everybody was cheating Major League Baseball again, a la the steroid scandal. Hmm. So when you have something like that, is, is that really the only way to handle it, you think, is just to, hey, slap on the wrist. We know everybody else is cheating, but let's make this one team look bad and then it'll keep on happening. Yeah, it puts them in a really tough situation. And, you know, that, that goes on, like, in the NFL, post-Spygate. So, yeah. you know, sure, the Patriots are taping signals, but many NFL teams had brought up allegations that the Patriots had been involved in a host of other collection activities for a while to include potentially um, the use of listening devices. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that's, a ma- oh. that's a major issue. It's one right. thing, you know, to, to, to steal a sign of, of, Hey, the pitcher's going to throw a fastball or something, you know, eh, I mean, yeah, it's important, but yes. you still have to hit it, you know? Hey. Right. Right. So there was, there were probably, I'd say four or five major allegations against the Patriots uh, to include stealing paperwork out of locker rooms et cetera, et cetera, right? Pretty big oh. accusations that there was a lot of tampering with um, headsets, mm. all these types of things, right? And the NFL never went into any of this. The NFL actually ended up passing rules about inspecting headsets, basically doing you yeah. know um, impromptu inspections, but without ever having said that there was an actual issue here. Yeah. So, you know... I think you hit it on the head. Yes, the, t- the leagues just don't want to go down that route because they're scared about how deep things may get. Oh, yeah, because that could just ruin the whole, you know, I mean, it's just a lot of people just even won't watch football or baseball because of other reasons for stuff like, right. you know, stuff like that. Okay, uh, here we're going to go to our second trivia question, miscellaneous trivia. Name the sportsman of the century declared in 1999 by both the prestigious U.S. magazine Sports Illustrated and the BBC. Not sure why the BBC is included in this question, but okay. Uh, that's our trivia question. Email edward at sportsecom101.com. The answer to this question, name the sportsman of the century declared in 1999 by both the prestigious U.S. magazine Sports Illustrated and the BBC. All right, stay with us. Sports Ecom 101 will be right back. Thank you. 
Live Life at the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. Every afternoon, we have vino and vinyl wine tasting, and on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, once the weather gets a little better, join us for dinner and a movie on site as we've remodeled our location to accommodate our outdoor movie theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. As a small boutique hotel, there are never large crowds, and we offer beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distanced space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years. MountViewHotel.com Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeShoreLodge.com. The number one calculator for property and note investors. The Real ROI Calculator. Increase profitability by 10 times using the 20 different exit strategies on multiple real estate deals over any time period, all while measuring important financial indicators such as ROI, XIRR, and yield. The additional features include debt financing for initial purchases, bridge loans, seller finance notes, and turnkey rentals to make this a must-have tool. Head over to RealROICalculator.com to download the free version and start multiplying your profits today. RealROICalculator.com Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. Mountain Mike's is the official pizza of the San Francisco 49ers. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. We all know in this current real estate market, great deals are hard to find. We may have a solution for you. If you want exclusive off-market real estate deals delivered to your inbox every single month, then you need to sign up for Scottsdale REI's Trade Desk by visiting scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk. Scottsdale REI delivers exclusive access to off-market mortgage notes like performing loans, non-performing loans, and even REOs every single month. Just head over to scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk and sign up. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman here with our special guest, Kevin Bryant. Uh, second trivia question. Name the sportsman of the century declared in 1999 by both Sports Illustrated and the BBC. Who knows the answer? I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say Jim Brown. No? I'm going to say Tiger Woods. No? Michael Kevin? Jordan. No? Muhammad Ali. Okay. Yeah. All right. You could have guessed for a while. Good. All right. So now, Russell, you've been uh, kind of... Yeah, I do have a a question. I do have a question. And with the rise of gambling, as we've been seeing it, how do you feel that's going to influence the amount of cheating that goes on? And and if people find out that there's cheating that's been going on in a major game, are they going to want their money back? 
for for you know gambling on something that wasn't that was fixed yeah so g- gambling is that is the number one concern of the nfl and um they actually have um you know they've got members of nfl security with all of the teams to monitor this type of stuff and to, and try to you know look into it and if there are any allegations they look into it right away Furthermore, they've got people in Vegas itself that are monitoring betting lines of games. And anytime that there is an unexplained fluctuation, they are immediately researching and looking into this as what's the reason behind this? Is there, you know, was there news of an injury or something like that that came out recently that we weren't tracking that could explain this? And if they can't explain it, then they're digging. And they've got... They've got sources that they're talking to inside of, you know, deep inside of um, in Vegas that are, you know, that, that can they, they can potentially explain this. And um, because gambling and even, you know, dealing with the mafia, um, how the mafia can potentially influence games uh, is a big, huge, huge concern of the NFL. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's your with, uh... priority. You know, the, the, with uh, Sonny Liston going down against Muhammad Ali, you know, the phantom, uh, one of the one of the phantom uh, swings. I mean, they, they talked about how Sonny Liston was he was he into the, the mob for uh, a bunch of money. And that's it, it was one of those sort of things. And that because that guy was just a lot of people don't know. And you, know, you just ask Sonny Liston, you go back and look, that guy was a real powerhouse. And and so, yeah. I mean, it, it had been doing with boxing for years and years and uh you know, and, and that's the thing. It's a little easier to do it with that kind of sport because it's one-on-one. You know, it's one thing if you're going to have like a basketball player try to tank a game or even a baseball player, right? I mean, we'll look at the 1919 scandal, you know, with the white, with the Black Sox. Uh, yeah. But, but they had to have, they had more than one people, right? They had uh, like five, well, eight men, right? They tried to get eight men on that. So my question to you, Kevin, and sorry to interrupt you, Edward. So yeah. we, we've got one of the biggest, uh, scandals. I think it was in 2002, the Lakers versus the Kings, right? With the NBA refs. Oh, yeah. So how how hard is that to contain? With that, with the information they have, and them trying not to influence a game with the pay that they receive, because it really doesn't make sense the pay they receive compared to what they could get if they yeah. were to throw a game. Right. Yeah, so that's an that's an absolutely absolute nightmare for leagues to try to deal with. And, you know, we've all seen games where we're like, what the heck is happening? Like bad call after bad call. And it's really hard to determine what's just, you know, a rough making some, you know, bad decisions um, versus what's potentially a compromised game. What I will say is the biggest um, case of this goes is, is taking place in soccer uh, mm-hmm. over in Europe. You look yep. at what happened with, English Premier League and Champions League soccer just a few years back where reports came out that hundreds, if not thousands of games had been affected by referees that were compromised. And and you're talking in the biggest soccer games and there is more money in soccer than there is in football. So you're talking huge dollars. You're talking billions of dollars. And man, um, so yes, to think that this is not happening at some degree within, you know, American baseball and football and basketball is probably just not realistic. And then of course, once you get down to the college ranks, 
mm-hmm. where you have lots and lots more, um, you know, referees with receiving less money and yeah. even less training and less oversight. Yes, it, it is going on. It's just a matter of how wow. often and to what degree. Wow. Yeah, because I, I saw the special on Don- Donahue, right? That was kind of the major one for basketball. And he got paid peanuts for, for, for influencing games. I mean, I couldn't believe it. You know, it's like, seriously, he did it for like, you know, an extra thousand dollars a game. I mean, that, that is just ridiculous, you know, but I could yeah, see yeah. in soccer, you know, oh, foul, foul, you know, and it's like, I didn't even touch him, you know, I could see that happening a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's one of the interesting things, Edward, you know, it goes on, you know, not just in sports, but international espionage. Everybody thinks that, you know, to, to be able to compromise, you know, to, to sell out, you know, um, whether it's your team or whether it's, you know, being a referee and doing that type of stuff, you'd be receiving all these huge sums of money. But oftentimes it's, it's for, it's for peanuts. It's for peanuts. Um, and it's, it's often surprising um, how little incentive people need to be, to, to do this type of activity. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing new. You know, it's funny when I, when years ago, I was appointed by the Department of Justice to be the chairman of uh, a $500 million REIT that had gone bankrupt. And I was in the equity committee. We were the, we were the low man on the totem pole because we were the shareholders, right? And there was a rumor going around that I was being, and this is back in 93, that I was being, uh, you know, offered a, uh, $11 million to kind of take a dive for the shareholders to go with the creditors. And uh, I, I remember my, uh, the attorney who represented us said, Edward, I've, I've got to have a very serious conversation with you. And I go, okay, Dale, what's going on? And he, he says, well, there's this, uh, apparently you've been bribed, you know, a million, you've been offered, let's put it that way, offered $11 million to, uh, you know, give in because you're, you know, you're doing a good job for the shareholders and the creditors don't like that, right? And I kind of laughed at it. And I said, 11, I go, I can be bought. But 11 million is not enough. <laughs> I said, for 500 million, yeah, because then I'll go ahead and give it to all the shareholders, make them whole. So yeah, I can be bought, but it's going to be a lot more than 11 million, you know? But uh, I, I couldn't believe that. And then, and then actually um, the, the debtor, uh, you know, the one who goes bankrupt, right? Uh, they kind of took me aside and they, they said, yeah, you know, we, uh, we think you're doing an excellent job for the uh, committee. How, and it's interesting, this was a private company that actually owned was the major shareholder of a public company usually it's the opposite right mm-hmm. and uh and so they said uh, you know we would like to uh make you chairman of this uh chairman of the board of this publicly traded entity you know trying to get to my ego right because i was only 33 at the time and uh and i looked and i said well, let me ask you something if i decide to get off this committee because obviously it's a conflict of interest and i go on to you know be the chairman of the board of this publicly traded company i said what happens if uh, one day you just wake up since you're the major shareholder and decide, uh, thank you very much, but we don't need you anymore. I said, can I just, can't you guys just fire me? And then now I'm not on either committee. Uh, well, yeah, but if we think you're doing a good job, we're gonna, I go, no, I go, I know what you guys are doing, you rascals. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Business, sports, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, take one before me. Go ahead. Oh, I just said it's all the same. I was gonna say um, before we uh, take a break, uh, why, why don't you give us one of your famous or your your most favorite one of your most favorite stories? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so let me grab one here out of my book. Um, 
I would say, you know, one of my favorites is uh, Al da- with Al Davis, who I think is one of the legends of the NFL. And he, uh, you know, he, he did a lot of nefarious activity. Um, but one of my favorites was he once dressed up as a, as a reporter after a, after a game. He was currently, at the time, he was an assistant coach uh, with Sid Gilman's Chargers. So he dresses up as a reporter to go into the Broncos uh, dressing room to, and he, and he sits down with a Broncos player and says, Hey, uh, you know, what's the most difficult thing for you to defend against? And, <laughs> you know, and hands the guy, you know, a marker in a board and like, Hey, you know, this guy starts diagramming out. He's like, Oh, I hate it when offenses do this. And, you know, <laughs> and Al Davis is busy taking notes. Luckily one of the Broncos coaches, uh, you know, saw him and realized who he was. And, you know, kicked him out of the locker room. But, uh, you know, this type of activity and dressing up like a reporter, that's one of the – man, that's gone on a number of times in the NFL. Uh, just another so tactic. That well, and now he's got the information. At least he's got that one play that he hates. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Boy, you know, when you get compromised like that, and the more this information gets out, you know, it's kind of tough because if you're, you know, the fans watching the game – any call that just seems to be even somewhat questionable, you just automatically, ah, see what gets fixed. You know, I, I think about when, uh, I think it was Leland Hernandez was pitching and Eric Gregg was the umpire. And I mean, it's a very famous uh, sequence because every ball looks like it's way out of the strike zone. And Eric Gregg keeps just calling strikes and, and, and the players, the, the batters are getting really upset because they're, they're, they're not really thinking that it's fixed, but it's like, how could you be calling this a strike? I mean, it's like way out of the strike zone. If you go ahead and Google that, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Because yeah. I think I think it was in the it was either in the World Series or or a major playoff game. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Russell, FP, any more uh, questions for our guests before we cut to our break? We have a couple. couple I just minutes. feel that that it's going to be so. I, I think it's amazing that people are able to get away with it, considering how many other people have cell phones and are now aware of what's gone on and we've had, you know, uh, Spygate and all this other stuff that people aren't, you know, counterbalancing that and busting it. Or is it the kind of thing that when it gets busted, the NFL works so hard to sweep it under the rug so that yeah. it doesn't have that, that stigma attached to it, like the way that uh, uh, Major League Baseball, I think, still suffers from the Houston Astros uh, cheating scandal. Yeah, so what I will say is teams make a big, big effort not to be caught. Um, you know, obviously this is there. Uh, you know, when you're engaging in activities that you know are going to have severe penalties, um, they're doing their they're doing their darn best to cover it up. And while this, you know, this type of activity, it's gone on throughout the history of major league sports, certainly since the beginning of the NFL. I'll tell you that much because it actually dates back to the 1880s in college football, most of the stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, so you have a combination of that. You will have things where uh, teams try not to get caught, but then if the NFL or another team catches them and then they report this to the NFL, the NFL simply goes, hey, knock it off. And, and it dies. And it doesn't go anywhere because you know they're worried about hurting their brand name and the bottom line um so yeah so stuff does get swept under the rug at times and there's there's a history of that in in professional sports yeah because if you make it too 
public, then again, you get the confidence of, of people. Uh, and then that's the other thing is like, what if, if you're a better, you, you know, you, you may just stop betting because you're going to say, I, I don't know if it's fixed one way or the other. Or maybe just never start. Well, true. I mean, I, I, I agree with that, but I'm just thinking if, if you're some, of course, if you're, if you're so a gambleaholic, then that's another situation. Okay, guys, uh, third trivia question. Again, we're totally, these are all random questions. In the 1976 Olympics, Nadia Komenetje was the first gymnast to score a perfect score. What country was she representing? That's our trivia question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. I remember that because they put up these zeros and everybody was like booing because they go, what do you mean a zero or a one or something? It was like, this is crazy. And then they finally announced it's the first time in history, a perfect 10. It's pretty phenomenal. All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national healthcare alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. 
We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, our special guest, Kevin Bryant. Uh, question, guys, in the 1976 Olympics, Nadia Comaneci was the first gymnast to score a perfect score. What country was she representing? Russia. No. That was Olga Corbett in 1972. Uh, <laughs> Anyone? 30 years before I was born. That's true. <laughs> Romania. Romania. That's right. That's a, that's right. what it was. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good. What, what do they say? If you get one out of three, you're batting 333, it'll still get you in the you're Hall of Famer. That's right. 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 <laughs> yeah. What do they say? The difference between batting 300 and 250 is just one extra hit per week. Yeah. It's amazing how many, how many guys can't do it. Right. All right. Well, our, our special guest, Kevin Bryant, talking about spying, uh, primarily in the NFL, but in other sports too. Very interesting. Thank you so much. Uh, for joining us. And uh, now we're going to cut to our thoughts for the day. What was Forrest Gump's email password? One, Forrest, one. One, Forrest, one. <laughs> one okay. Forrest, one. All right. <laughs> and, and you know what I don't like about office Christmas parties is looking for a job the next day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. You like that one? Yeah. Hey! What's up? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd like that one all right audience tune in next week to sports econ 101 we'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions and maybe actually we'll uh, get into uh, uh 2022 year of the, the year of sports uh, see what kind of exciting uh, headlines we had didn't get a chance to do it today because we had an awesome guest kevin bryant thank you so much for joining us thanks for listening audience on behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. Go on.